Welcome to The Receptive Life. It's a video series that helps us fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the work and the person and the promises of Jesus, and also to teach us how to receive all of the gifts that only can come from the triune God. And so we've been working our way through this daily practice. We're starting in station number one, a sign of the cross placed upon us, but also saying the Trinitarian invocation. And so we simply say in the morning, you know, when you get up, in the evening, when you go to bed, you make the sign of the cross upon yourself and you say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, why do we do that? Well, we are marked by this cross, um, and we have this name placed upon us in the Trinitarian invocation, because it's always reminding ourselves, but also you could say, uh, telling the devil, right, these enemies, the unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh, what the triune God has done, and who we really are, who we really belong to, and uh, by marking ourselves with the cross and having the name of God upon us, uh, we declare that we belong to, to Jesus Christ. We belong to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there is this conflict always, right? Holy Trinity versus the unholy Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit always fighting against the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. Now, we we see this name and the cross in daily life and specifically in the divine service when you go to worship. Really, that time that you spent in the divine worship uh, service is a, um, a little picture of how all of life should, should be. So when you go to worship on Sunday, you'll hear the invocation. You'll begin with the sign of the cross and, you'll, and the pastor will say, or you'll say together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you'll have a time of confession and absolution and the pastor will again mark you with the sign of the cross and say to you that your sins are forgiven. Uh, you, you will remember your baptism or maybe there is a baptism in the worship service and uh, the child or the adult will be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit receiving the sign of the cross. You'll hear the creed. Again, it's Trinitarian. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I believe in God the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Lord's Supper, you'll receive uh, the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And in the blessing, as you walk uh, walk away from the Lord's, uh, Lord's house, you'll go with his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. Uh, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give to you his peace. So that divine service is just really filled with all these wonderful reminders of um, the work of Jesus Christ, chief among that work being the forgiveness of sins for us, but also God's name being placed upon us, and we go back into the world uh, reminding ourselves uh, what, what the triune God has done, and uh, also uh, who we are and who we belong to. We belong to Jesus. Now, making the sign of the cross and having the name upon us reminds us that um, we're receiving. So this is the receptive life, right? Not about performance, but we're receiving the work of our brother, the work of another, the work of Jesus, the perfect one who died uh, for us, and he gives to us his perfect work. Uh, the Bible calls that his righteousness. So we 
receive that. And uh, it also reminds us that we are against the ways of the unholy trinity, and we are for the ways of the triune God. So marked with the cross and the name is like a, a public declaration to the unholy trinity that we don't belong to you, and uh, we're not going to be about your ways and your work. Um, and uh, rather, we're going to be about the ways of the triune God, a spiritual spirituality uh, of the cross. But also reminds us in about the waters of baptism. Now, if you remember the last baptism that you had uh, perhaps been a part of or had seen, it uh, there's a number of Trinitarian elements in it and uh, the sign of the cross. And so uh, it begins this way. Uh, you know, they'll baptize uh, the child or the individual, something like Paul, receive the sign of the Holy Cross both upon your forehead, upon your heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Okay, upon our forehead, upon our heart. Uh, Philippians 4 says, you know, don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the sign of the cross upon our forehead, our, our thoughts, our emotions, upon our heart, uh, what we hold dear, what we believe. And then there's these series of questions. Do you renounce the devil? Well, yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce them. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, uh, I renounce them. So again, this is holy trinity against the unholy trinity. And then uh, the baptismal uh, phrase. Paul, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we then have the work of Christ placed upon us. Now, the second article of the Apostles' Creed, um, and I'm going to keep referring uh, throughout our videos to uh, foundational confessions of our faith, the Apostles' Creed, uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, uh, what is baptism, the Office of the Keys, and the Lord's Supper. And so uh, we're just going to repeat these over and over again just to help us um, get a firm foundation, always be able to return to them as comfort. So the second article of the Apostles' Creed says, well, what do you believe in? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. So well, what does this mean? And so part of our time in the receptive life will be um, building upon these basic foundations with uh, clear statements that we have, gifts given to us in our Lutheran uh, confessions, um, specifically from the small catechism. So Martin Luther wrote these to help us understand, to help fathers and the heads of household and mothers teach their children what, so what does that second article of, of the Apostles' Creed mean? So this is from the small catechism, the second uh, article, the meaning, and Luther says, so what does this mean? Answer, 
I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. I don't belong to the devil, don't belong to the world. Yes, the sinful flesh fights within me, but we belong to Christ Jesus. He is our Lord. It continues. He's my Lord who has done something. What has he done? He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won, or you could say delivered me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil. See, there's that holy uh, work of Christ against the unholy trinity of sin, death, corrupt world, power of the devil. The the work of Christ redeems us, um, buys us back, ransoms us. Uh, We were lost and condemned creatures. How did he do it? Well, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. For what purpose now? Well, in order that I may be wholly his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. And at the end of it, we can say, this is most certainly true. So he has redeemed us. He's brought us out. Think Exodus, brought out out of slavery, brought into relationship with God brought us out of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of light, in order that what? That we may be his own, that we might live under him in his kingdom, that we might serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. And again, we say this is most certainly true. So we're marked by this cross, marked by the Trinitarian invocation. This is what the triune God has done. One, three, one. One God, three distinct persons, one salvation plan. Who are we? Well, maybe better said, whose are we? Well, we belong to Jesus Christ. He's purchased us. He has won us. Those of us who are lost and condemned creatures have been brought into the family of God. So this is really, I mean, it's a simple little thing to do. Make the sign of the cross and say the Trinitarian invocation. There's a lot behind it, isn't there? I mean, simple enough for a child to do, but a lifetime of believing it and living it. So in the morning or in the evening, when you rise or when you go to bed, you shall bless yourself with the Holy Cross and say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, And again, what you can do is connect that to the person and the work of Jesus and say, Christ is for me. Christ is with me. Christ lives in and works through me. And you can close that with an amen, which is yes, yes, it is so.